Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to another episode of Confluence, the lifestyle, a playground to connect the community of women by sharing our gifts, skills, and talents. Confidence and influence should be a part of your lifestyle. Yes, it should be. How in the world are you? March has come and gone, and April is ushering in some new vibes. Can you feel it? Can you feel it coming? I can. There is so much symbolism in spring. Spring represents bouncing, the start of something new, new beginnings, progress, blooming of new things, birth, new life, and business. This is the promise that we've been waiting for to begin again. Many of us came to a complete stop or a slowdown, but now things are starting to shift in gear. It's time to get rid of those winter blues, honey, and spring into life. Things that you can do, plant you a garden. I am a planter. Can y'all believe that? I love succulents. I love succulents. I have a whole succulent garden. Spring clean. I started that cleaning out closets, getting rid of stuff, shoes, going out with the old so I can get the new. Update your website if you are into business. Um, Start working on pitches for your business. Update your resume if you are still in a nine to five grind. Go to a rooftop bar, get you a good drink. Look at the city And more importantly, get outside and get some fresh air into your lungs. The winter blues can get you down. And it's time to put some pep in your steps, sis. Hope springs high at this time of year. And I pray that you are finding your new stride. Well, let me tell you who is keeping it real cute and confluential make sure you remember this name tracy oliver and you're probably wondering who in the hell is tracy oliver i bet you know her works she is the writer of girls trip she lands an eight figure deal with apple y'all Apple. Most of us desire to be a six-figure chick. This lady is doing boss moves with a boss company and inked an eight-figure deal. Well, Oliver's company will develop television and film projects with a specific emphasis on centering around authentic, diverse, and meaningful stories. 
It's the FUBU deal. It's somebody for us to write about us and our story to tell our narrative correctly. I'm just like, I'm with it. I can dig it. And I can't wait to see what Tracy springs forward. Speaking of (sighs) writing with a strong desire to see some works on the silver screen, that would be me. The moment that I've been waiting to share with you, my new book, Dick in a Headache, the episode. As you know, it is officially a paperback copy now. So if you are new school and you love the digital read, guess what? I got you. Just go on and download it. And if you are an old school person that like to flip the pages, highlight, read, read some more, go back, read the cover, just see what they said, guess what? I got you too. Both are available on Amazon. Grab your copy today. One click does the trick. If you are following me on social media platforms, just click that link in my bio. But I want you to get to know Kelly, Richard, Nia, Ellery, Phoenix Grace, and this tangled web that they weave. Let me read the synopsis for you before jumping into the episode. Secrets keep you sick. When the storm clouds rolled in, Kelly James didn't expect the torrential rains to flood on her picture-perfect image. She appears to have it all. A great circle of friends, sorority sisters, a loving marriage to Richard, and a booming practice. In the blink of an eye, Kelly finds herself in the middle of a pandemic searching for answers and uncovering secrets about people she thought she knew. That's why you must keep your enemies close and your sisters even closer. Betrayal, secrets, and scandal are not a part of the oath. Will Kelly James allow the storm to cloud her judgment? Or will this be the remedy for the headache from hell? There's only one way to find out. OG Quay, take us away. What we are here for today, the main topic of discussion, dick and a headache, what the people have been waiting for. Uh, now you all can finally hear us talk about Dick and a Headache. You've had time to read the book. I've had time to read the book. I've actually read it twice. I read it on Kindle and I actually read my paper copy. So, you know, I have questions, but I also want this to, you know, want this to be more of a discussion about the character and the character development and just the way that these characters are relatable to people that I personally know and how I saw myself in a, a lot of these characters. So if you want to give people some background and set up, set us up correctly about Dick and the Headache, please be my guest, author Charlie Markall. Well, 
Okay, so dick and a headache. It is set in COVID times um, because I felt like COVID, we had to wear a mask on the outside Mm -hmm. in the world, but it forced us to take the mask off on the inside of our lives. Um, Before COVID, if it wasn't good, you can shellac it, move on, act like it was okay, but pretend like it was normal. And then COVID came, struck, and you had to sit at home with these people that you pretended Mm. like you loved or liked. Um, and you were forced to either a make friendships continue to work because it's easy to say I got a friend when I can do lunch on uh, you know d- during the week and we can brunch and we can go to concerts and we can do festivals go to Essence girl trips but see now all of that have been taken and stripped mm-hmm. from us and we were forced to look at ourselves our lives, our relationships, our marriages, and our parenting um, firsthand. And so that's how Dick and a Headache came about. Um, The title shocks the shit Mm -hmm. out of people, Um, but it really comes down to a lot of, as women, see, men really don't give up much. They kind of stay. If they say they not getting married to you, (laughs) guess what? Not chance Mm -hmm. they ain't going to marry you. You know, but for us, we shift, we move, we get rid of, we stop talking to, we ship off, we don't do them no more. And it all boils down to one damn thing, dick and a headache. Mm. So that was the premise of the book. All right. So I have a lot of notes. Um, I feel like an old lady. I got it all highlighted in my little... Uh, tabs and everything so there are the main characters of this book you have Kelly James Nia Richard and you have Ellery I just love that so pretty and then you have the daughter she's not really a main character but she is mentioned throughout the book Gracie Pooh which I thought was really cute and all these I have okay so I, I let me say this Kelly is a counselor who needed counseling. That's kind of where I picked up big Big time, time. right? Like she's painted as this, like she's driving for the perfect life. Like she has the counseling, she has her house, you know, she goes in and I'm saying she, because I'm like, okay, she's describing, you know, we get the description of how the house is set up and the intricateness and the decor and every just seems to have it so well put together. But behind this, right? We, we all, all know, know her, though, girl. right? We oh, all know life. her. We all know that girl, that well mm-hmm. put together girl, who seems like on the outside she has right. Her shit don't stink. It. She has it all together. The practice. Mm-hmm. The this. I know several of those girls. Yes, personally I know a lot of Kelly James. So everybody knows mm-hmm. a Kelly. Everybody knows Kelly right. Lattimore James. Um, <laughs> Lattimore is her, uh, okay, is her yes. name. Um, yeah, yes, everybody knows. Everybody has a friend, got a homegirl, a church member that is Kelly Lattimore James. That's the girl that 
you know, when she walks in, you say, right. Man, what she got? How she got? Everybody know her. So what was the, okay. So in digging the headache, what was the, your purpose for creating Kelly James character? You know, because I, when I'm reading this book, I'm like, Charlie could have went several different directions with the character build and character development, but it seemed like you took a very, you, you took your time with the type of characters that you needed to develop this book. So the storyline. So Kelly James in particular, because I'm like, we could have had a homegirl, just could have been some lasses, some royal sisters, and we still could have had Dick and a Headache. But in particular, Kelly James' mm-hmm. character, what was your thought process when you were like building who she was? And why why her for Dick and a Headache? So because we think that that perfect mm-hmm. woman doesn't have okay. issues um, because of what they present to society. When in fact, just like Kirk, they are definitely dealing with their own demons mm-hmm. and struggles. Hence why they stri- struggle so hard for right. perfection. They struggle for, for perfection in their life because something else on the backside is off mm-hmm. balance and the world sees you got it going on but you are dealing with some things that you really hope never come to the surface and when it does you try to like you know jump on mm-hmm. it get ahead of it so you can control that narrative and so when I thought about Kelly James I thought about somebody that <laughs> Can't when you lose when it starts unraveling, mm-hmm. your perfectism goes away, and you become a regular old person. Okay, okay. And so I wanted people to see that, yeah, we all strive for perfection, mm-hmm. but it's not perfection that we really want. It's excellence. Mm, okay. Because when you are striving for excellence, you learn from your right. Lessons. You say, all right, what can I do better? Um, because no, it's nothing, it's no such thing in life as perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you have a perfect house, but you know, some something's gonna go a pipe bust mm-hmm. during the winter storm. You know, you could think you have the perfect marriage, but you know, check his phone. <laughs> check that <laughs> you know, and you will find out he's not as you know devoted to you, or he might be the perfect man, but it's package in his pants you know or you think you got your kids in the perfect (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. the perfect school and then they can't even measure up to the requirements to stay ahead like there is no such thing as yes kelly reminds me kelly james character reminds me of a woman who was like an emotional project manager you know she's man like her husband was a project uh you know her life was a project creating this image that she wanted people to see was more of a project than being authentic to who she was. On top of all of that, you're trying to build this beautiful, you, you're building a beautiful house of lies because when you read the story without me giving it away, you find out that Kelly James is not really who she says that she is. And who she says she <laughs> Yeah, and the yeah. revelation, and then it, it caught me because I'm like, but she still held no accountability to herself for the house of lies that she built 
like she was kind of surprised like why is this happening to me and I'm reading the book right because I built this life of perfectism right right? and so when I build this perfect life people like this didn't happen to me well why is this happening to me I can we become the victim when we try to live in the perfect estate right we become you know the victim instead of the victor you know we don't want to claim the victory we want to be like why yeah. I can't believe, but you said I thought you were my friend. You know, we go into that, you mm-hmm. know, peach persuasion. You know, I, yeah. I can't believe. Oh yeah, she definitely, you know? she definitely was so. like high key manipulate, manipulating that whole situation to a degree, but never realized that she was actually the villain in her own life. You know, how many times as, as people do we play the villain in our own story? but don't want to take accountability to how we got in the shit that we got in because of what we caused, you know, in our own narrative. A lot of issues that we have in our life, we don't have to go through them, but we place ourselves in situations to fuck our own life up. And that's one thing is, is people we don't want to take accountability Yeah, I for. mean, because I too was an orchestrator. She Kelly James is. is an orchestrator. Let me say that. She's an orchestrator. And I have been Kelly mm-hmm. James in my mm-hmm. life, right? Um, um, because I have orchestrated what I wanted mm-hmm. to be in my life. I wanted this particular man. I, you know, so when I write from Kelly, it's a little bit from Charlie Marco's mm. background. Um, but it, I orchestrated my marriage. Mm-hmm. I wanted him. Like I told you in the last episode. So I orchestrated to make sure that it would go my mm-hmm. way. And so, um, the setup, the wait, the play the wedding game, the wedding and the cuts, you know. So, yeah, we've all been that mm, person. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to write about okay. Kelly. All right. So I could I could stay on Kelly James, but I also want to bring in the all the rest of the characters. But I wanted to read an excerpt from the chapter, taking my balls back. I said, all right, then you better take your balls back. <laughs> with balls a Z, with a balls, Z. Yes. <laughs> what a Z. <laughs> you know, that's how I put that colorful yes. spin on it. You know, because uh, I get a lot of text mm-hmm. about the title. Um, and I get a lot of text because it's a novella. And people have asked, like, what is a novella? It's a mm-hmm. short novel, meaning mm-hmm. it's a quick read. Um, and so I wanted something quick. And I will explain why um, when we c- keep talking about okay. it further. But I wanted to show a, a little bit of you know, because sometimes we think with that perfection, we get rid of that mm-hmm. hoodness, and we have to take the balls. <laughs> yes. Yes. Back. So, it, mm-hmm. it was an excerpt that really stuck out for me. Men are predictable and creatures of habit. He was coming home later and pulling excuses from the black hole in the universe for his behavior his efforts didn't match up to a man that wanted his marriage anymore that brings in richard mr richard honey ultimate fuck nigga that's what i Oh, oh man. Richard, know Richard, so Richard, Richard, Lord, the ultimate forbidden fruit as well. I said, "Oh, I know so many Richards. Richard. I know so many Richards." I think it was a. I, let me say oh, this: it God. was a nod when you kind of brought in the fact that he had undealt with father issues, you know, which played mm-hmm. to the narrative of, of 
why he is the way he is and you know in in just the build up between how Richard's story because I'm trying to talk about it without talking about because people really need to go get the book to understand how it all comes how it all comes together but Richard is a man that many women are familiar with so where did Richard's story mm-hmm. line come from because I'm like oh I'm Richard's not I was like oh yeah I used to date Richard <laughs> okay so Richard is that guy you know like I said we we have mm-hmm. this list you know, women, we have this unspoken, unwritten, written in our Bible yeah. list of, you know, the kind of man that we see ourselves yeah. with. You know, Richard was that lover boy that, mm. listen, I at this age, at, at a certain age in my life, I did not actually want to lay down with you if there was a potential of having, call me shallow, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. Um, If there was a potential of you being a father to my child, (laughs) I wanted my child Mm -hmm. to look good. Okay? I, You know. So, Richard is that specimen of a man. Mm -hmm. Okay? He will create beautiful offspring. Um, Oh, that's a, that was an inward, mm-hmm. in thought, internal thought mm-hmm. of me, okay? Call me shallow, but it is. Everybody know, see what my son <laughs> looks like. Hello. Um, reality. Um, and so, I, someone I write, sometimes it comes from my, my deepest okay. internal thoughts. But Richard is that guy that looks good. Like, when you are with, you know, like when you see some couple, you say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Like that, right. And but also again have not dealt with those issues. And they come forward usually in marriage. Mm-hmm. Let me say that issues are amplified times 20 when you have not dealt with those baggages, um, those suitcases, uh, those mm-hmm. duffel bags from previous hurt, pain, trauma, and it comes forward mm. in mm. Richard. So everything that glitters right. ain't gold. Um, we all have those people that we personally know that have Richards mm. in their lives. And so when I created Richard, I wanted to bring light to that. Everything that glitters ain't always gold. Yeah, he looks good, but he might look good to you, but is he good yeah. for you? Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. where, yeah, that's that's where I kind of came from that angle. Yeah, he looks good to you, but really, is he good for your long term or longevity? We kind of sometimes look at mm-hmm. the right now. And I have been that woman. I look at right now in versus mm. long term down the road. And so Richard satisfied yes. right now. So just to give the listeners a little preface, um, in the book, Kelly and Richard are married okay so when we're talking about these characters I'm gonna try to bring them Mm -hmm. continue to bring them all together so to make it make sense of the character build up in the book um Richard actually just a little sneak peek you know into the book when Kelly met Richard Richard was already married but Kelly James as you spoke about earlier had to have him because he fit her bill. He fit, he fit the bill. He, he fit, fit the what bill. she was looking for or what she thought she wanted and was looking for in a husband to be. She had everything she wanted. Life was perfect. But at the time she met Richard, she did not have a husband. 
but she had been checking for Richard Kelly had been checking for Richard for quite some time and you know Mm -hmm. she felt like she Mm -hmm. could give him what his wife at the time that had no name we don't need she didn't matter couldn't couldn't okay so uh-huh. I got that. I yes. got that from the Bible because in the Bible where you're not it is meant to be right. It is, it is. That's why I said she doesn't <laughs> matter to the storyline anyway, because it just she was a nobody. But um, yeah, so I thought that that was a very interesting feeling. So put a pin on Richard because I have to bring my girl Nia in. And I'm gonna tell you why I like Nia. And I'm gonna bring Ellery in. But Nia to me, I wanted to, Nia is Richard's best friend in the book and she's also Kelly's soror is she her line yeah her line sister in the book. Her line sister and mm-hmm. here we go, you know, I something that stuck out to me when Nia actually put Kelly on game in the very beginning. She was in so many words, she was like, that's not what you want to do, girl. <laughs> well she really she did. She was like she don't did, do that. Right. Like she really was like, mm-hmm. no, like, no. Like, think about it. Because sometimes mm-hmm. our friends know, but we don't mm-hmm. want to listen to that homegirl. She was like trying to put her own game without saying, leave them yes. alone. You know, because she, I don't want to give it away either. But, you know, when you grow up, you, like, because somebody brought mm-hmm. up the key point, like, can men and women really be friends when a man mm. is married? And, for that reason, I no. say no, mm-hmm. right? And I say many reasons why um, I support that because sometimes that sister friend ain't right. really your sister friend, right? And and so it near too was also mm-hmm. you know wait because Richard always came for through mm-hmm. for her, and it feels good when you have that one yeah. guy that you can call on and he doesn't mm-hmm. treat you like the rest. Let me say that. That's what gives him the stand up, stand out. He doesn't treat you mm-hmm. like the rest. He actually yeah. sees you. And when somebody sees you, it's easy for Very you to true. love them. I would say this, as a, as a girl who has a, a woman who has a lot of male friends, I've said it before on the podcast, um, I've ran into a situation Similar to being Nia, when I'm introduced to their women, a lot of times um, I would say they try to do the Kelly James effect with me. Matter of fact, I had a homeboy who was dating, uh, who was dating a woman who who was in the, who's in the same sorority as me. But my loyalty lied with my homeboy. I was just because we're sorority sisters. I'm not your friend. If something goes down between you and him that's my boy I've been knowing him far longer than I've known you even though me and you carry the same shield you know so I I was kind of torn with that because I'm like this is not particularly because you mentioned like girl code I'm like this ain't really girl code because her loyalty was always to Richard but a lot of times women we try to believe that their friends are our Mm -hmm. friends so we make their friends our friends and we get upset when you know breakup happens or issues happening in you know us and we expect their friends to be at our aid even though they're nice and cool with us and that never ever works it never works Mm -mm. and that was another layer I wanted to introduce being a sorority Mm. girl myself right and so a lot of people think oh 
when you are sorority girls, y'all all get along, y'all this, y'all that. It's no drama, it's no this. Right. And that so ain't true. true. <laughs> That's not true. And so sometimes your sorority oh, sister will back know you. Like, <laughs> the worst. I, yeah. And, uh, and so I just wanted mm-hmm. to like shed light to that too. Like sometimes we think sisterhood mm-hmm. is always in the color. But as you can see, if you keep reading, that's not no, where the not. sisterhood no. comes from, you know. And 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 so I just wanted to shed light to that as well because a lot of people think, oh, you know, when you share mm-hmm. the same shield, the mm-hmm. same bond, the same, oh, you know, mm-hmm. this don't happen, honey, honey, honey. <laughs> I have seen it, honey. Yes. I have seen it. I have experienced mm-hmm. it. Okay. I'm just gonna throw a pin right here. My ex-husband was Greek. His the, the wife before me mm. is my sorority sister. So yeah, I'm just gonna throw that pin. Right pin, honey. So, so all because it does, yeah. So all because mm-hmm. you share the same bond, you know, it's like again, yes, we, head, like, we throw it mm-hmm. away. Like the mm-hmm. bond, mm-hmm. Is shit. You know, like what? You know, and so I just wanted to shed light on that. So put a pen in Nia because we have to bring this all together. I wanted to jump back to Richard really quickly because Richard and Kelly James are going in the book. You are eloquently driving us, I would say, narrating us through this breakdown of their marriage. Like from page to page, you know, we, we get a full argument and taking my balls back with um and you know kelly she opens matter of fact chapter one with a prayer asking god to reveal the truth about her marriage i call it the prayer of revelation every woman's been there we have that woman's intuition we know something is going on but we want god <laughs> ain't right okay ain't we right. Know it ain't right help me holy ghost today. holy ghost reveal right? what his truth um, is you know <laughs> reveal and and see you and I purposely opened that because we got to be very Mm. careful when we use the word reveal Mm -hmm. especially to God like when we say because see we pray Lord fix it Lord whatever you do da 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 but Mm -hmm. see when you get Mm -hmm. heavy laden and heartbroken and you feel it in your see God gave women his sixth sense that men just don't understand Mm -hmm. call intuition and when we feel it it's, it's something you don't have to tell right. me it's off. And so when we use that word reveal, we, we got to be very careful. Oh, all things time, will be revealed. Ooh-wee. Every mm-hmm. time I have said reveal, Lord, reveal to me. You know, I have gone from mm-hmm. fix it, Lord, if you could. Mm-hmm. Lord, if you just make a way. Lord, if you could just. And when I say reveal, Baby, just like yes. the opening scene of that book, Oof. it's like the sky. It opens very, up. It, so it was shit, very by chapter two. It was popping. You know the the, the rain. <laughs> yeah, the, the rain. The sky okay. opening up is very metaphorical to the prayer because the the rain represents. Mm, okay, the I see what you did there. I the like that. Up. I see what you did there. But you know, this interest. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting because we have Nia, who's the best friend. 
Michael's Richard in and out. And then she's kind of, I, I wouldn't even say she's really close to Kelly James, but Nia plays her role very well. And then you have Richard and Kelly. We all know that, you know, we all, we all know, know that person, right? <laughs> Richard and Kelly are not getting along. And it seems like, you know, throughout this time, Richard felt like he wasn't respected by Kelly, you know, that she had this picture of who she wanted him to be versus accepting him for who he really was. And he was over it. And you know, when a man tells you, I'm done, like I'm done, done. And the first sign that I felt like it was very typical and I'm like, she really played this well was when a man is not into you anymore, he makes it impossible for you to stay. He pulls his energy back. And a lot of times they become silent, evasive. They don't really have much to say. They don't care. They don't argue with you. Like you pointed all that out like, oh, well, you know, he really was like, I don't give a damn. And then we have this breakdown finally. And when they move from another bedroom, when he moves that was to telling. another bedroom, mm-hmm. that's, that's telltale sign. Like that's telltale. Oh, I don't want to, you know, like as a man, being married, like I'm, I'm speaking also again from a point mm-hmm. of view that I personally know, right? And so when you start moving into different bedrooms, and it's yeah. not about like oh because he snore or da 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 da, like that is that space. The bedroom is where intimacy takes place, and I am one that believe that inti- intimacy is deeper. It it has nothing not actually yeah. for me to do with sex. I I have been intimate with men, and we have never. I almost said said something very vulgar, but we've never Mm -hmm. penetrated each other. Let me say that. You know, we have just laid there and had some heart to heart Mm -hmm. conversations. When you are intimate, you allow the 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 walls oh, to yeah. fall, and you allow yourself mm-hmm. to be truly vulnerable. And so, when you say I'm living in a whole nother room, you don't even want to be vulnerable with me. You don't mm-hmm. want to let me into that space that that space that the world is guarded from, but I can't mm. even come into. Right, and so you know what it also put on display yeah. is those cold marriages. There are many people that live like Very that. Much true. Believe it or not. Oh, girl, he lives oh, in another room. Oh, girl, I live mm-hmm. in another house. Or, but that's that space that you are adding. And so, like, if it really was something, if I'm having pillow talk, I love a good same. 4 a.m. good pillow talk. But that only happens when we're in mm-hmm. that same space, you know? And we're looking at the sky. We see the sun come up. We're like, man, we better go to sleep. But you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like I'm, I'm yes. into a whole nother world that nobody Same. else is invited to. So that was. Also so I wanted a to read sign. an excerpt um, from Richard because this really, I was like, oh, I have, we have to talk about this, honey. He stated to Kelly during the taking my balls chapter, they have this heated argument. Kelly is finally, because you know, I did not say. I left certain parts out of this because I want people to go read why they have an argument. What what's the you need to go get the book and find out why Richard and Kelly. There is a very pertinent reason why they had this argument because Kelly found something and uh, something was left for Kelly. I would say that that is the premise to this argument. But you have to go get the book to find out what that is. Okay, so anywho, okay, okay, here he says to her. You've discounted my feelings, withheld sex, disrespected me, and gosh, 
Don't you even get me started on the credit issues. Everything is about you, what you want and what you believe. I'm sick of being married out of convenience. Woo! I say, all right now. <laughs> I was like, married out of convenience. Married out Ooh. of convenience, right? So, you know, finances are like one of the, the number one reasons why people yes. get uh, a divorce. But also some people stay married because mm. it is convenient mm. for mm. them. Um, it, 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 and, and when you get tired of the facades and the looks and who says and what it looks like and you start going for your I see I, I was proud of Rich now regardless of what he does and where he goes but sometimes you got yes. to start taking your damn balls back even mm -hmm. with because you have been so passive right like there's a such thing as passive in your marriage and there's mm -hmm. a such thing as passive aggressive one was passive aggressive right. and one was passive and he is just past when you think of passive the right passive, you just passing by you know and so it was like okay i'm sick of this it, it's time for me to, to stand up mm -hmm. like for what i need right because in a marriage we go off of you know wants and needs but let me tell you your needs start for far yeah. outweighing yeah. your damn wants and so for Richard, I think that is why I put that conversation in there because I think he started to realize what he needed. Yes, and a man does. needs respect. And when he is not respected in his marriage for him, girl, mm -hmm. shit, it, it's, it's over. You know, like we need that love, but for them, they right. operate from respect. They do more when they know. Mm -hmm. And she never respected respect them. them. She liked the way that he looked with her and the image, but she never respected him. She actually really seems to me really didn't know her husband, you know, like who he was as a person, what his likes were. I mean, you could kind of really unpack that as just what that little stance that he said to her, like, basically, you don't know me, you know, you know me for who you want me to be, but I'm my own person, you know, and a lot of time women we really do fall in love with a man's potential, thinking we can change him and make him be better by us being with him instead of accepting him for who he is, mm -hmm. you know, who he really is. Who he Men really don't change is. because they're that's with it. him. They, uh, they change because that's what they already had in line for what they wanted in their life, whether we're with them or not. We just happen to be, you know, if they do become better at sudden, you know, gain more financial, you know, stability or whatever it is, it's all because that's what they have for themselves prior to them meeting us. You know, that's just what it, what it really is. Listen, my daddy told me this one important thing about a man. He said a lot doesn't change spots. There you go. He changes just... locations. <laughs> he changes locations. And so just, you know, for a man, he, he he's not going to, mm -hmm. it's an eternal thing. You know, like he wants the, the location. What I think my father was trying to tell me is that he changes because he wants better. He right. wants to hunt for better, you know, go, goes. But mm -hmm. as far as who he is, period, that is who he is, period, with the character of his. Okay, court. now the la yeah. last but not least, I yeah. wanted to bring in the eloquent mystery is the best friend of Miss Kelly James, the the true blue friend as you call him, sis, the one that was strong on the girl code, ha has had her back, you know, uh, behind closed doors in public, 
was her partner in crime, the private investigator, the Facebook looker, like Kelly. I'm saying Ellery was the down home best friend, the ride or die that every girl needs by her side. Every girl needs an Ellery on her team. Me too. Me too. I love Ellery, right? I love Ellery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellery McIntosh is uh, that character. Um, I love Ellery because everybody yes. needs an Ellery in their life who doesn't want anything mm-hmm. in return but your friendship. Um, and I uh, created Ellery because every woman needs, like I say, the true blue um, by your side uh, through thick and thin, through whatever. Um, one part that I actually edited this part and changed it when she said, that's you. And she said, I, I, I don't want to bring mm, that up mm-hmm. about her past, right? Because friends sometimes, you know, don't exactly. say, well, when mm-hmm. you did this, I didn't say that, you, you know? And she was like, I just want to be here for you, basically. Yes. Just, just tell me I can be of service to you, you know? And I think sometimes we just need that one girl in our clique to not mm-hmm. just judge us. Like sometimes friendship yes. can come off as judgy, right? That means that you're more of a mentor, mm. Um, versus my friend my friend stands in the gap for me Mm -hmm. when I can't stand up myself and that's what Ellery was Um, but Ellery also as you will know and learn um, when you read that she also has some of her Ah, deep-seated things and she's a divorcee um, but she also knows Mm -hmm. that what heartbreak feels like and it just doesn't feel good and she didn't have Mm. that person by her side because mm-hmm. her friends were married you know and so when you are going through that you know you need to have somebody that understands ah, okay this feeling okay Ellery you know she was the one that was there she knows the background between you know Richard and Kelly she was the one that actually you know went and looked up the information you know like I said I'm not going to say yeah, the we got with that apps. friend with apps. Girl. I got apps. Every friend got <laughs> listen. I, listen, I got apps. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all got that friend. Mm-hmm. That's one of my damn good friends and my crew. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, like, let's look him up, girl. Listen, he got bankruptcies. Hell no, nah, his credit score ain't good, girl. I look, I don't find a family reunion pictures, girl. Look at what exactly. these people look like. Girl, you don't want to be married into this. We all got that friend. Yes. That that just ride like mm-hmm. low, full flat tires yeah. in a back of an alley. Like, okay, it, listen. And I just I wanted to display that to give celebration friendship. to friendship. Mm-hmm. You gotta celebrate your friends. Um, and so regardless of what we're uh-huh. going through, I think that's what makes a damn good friend, you know. And so I wrote Ellery's character yes, to celebrate. Yes. I just loved friendship. Ellery's name and I just felt like her, you know, her position in Kelly's life and the way you, you know, kind of orchestrated her character in and Kelly calling her and they going to brunch on a Sunday. I said, that's so, that's so perfect because it's, it's so Houston in like, girl, we got to go to brunch and Kelly's at brunch and she's so like out of it and Ellery mm-hmm. is just there supporting her and she's like, okay, girl, look. We're going to look up this information. We're going to figure out who such and such is and just kind of putting the pieces together because even though Kelly is quite the villain of her story, it's still a break 
a breakdown for her. And when you are going through this, you find out all this information, it's still painful. And when you're in that level of pain, you kind of be in a daze, you know, trying to figure out, right. You don't even mm-hmm. know where to begin when you're in that level of pain. You don't know where to begin. You don't know where to start. You are not even thinking right. with a leveled head. And so I, I also wrote that character mm-hmm. to show like when you can't think, that is sometimes so your friends got to think for you, you know, and it's not like, you know, it's just she started it exactly. and then she gave her the power to continue on. And so, you know, it was like, okay, listen, okay. How many times we've had those friends in our life to say, okay, listen, it's right, this, right, this, this, <laughs> right, start here. without Go. having to be all in our business and just like, right, hey, girl, I'm gonna give you the Go. tools, let me know where you need me to show up with you in this, okay? Like, I, I just feel like Ellery is the perfect friend because sometimes when you're going through something like Kelly is going through, sometimes your friends can be a little too much, you know, it's one thing to be my friend. <laughs> a little too much in my exactly business. exactly and, and i and that's why i painted her as like a true blue because i actually had listen when we, mm-hmm. i was going through the divorce i had three friends that said i said i need mm. help packing they said say no more so ah, okay. that that chapter was actually written from a real place um as well but it was like say no more and when they came over here they didn't say you want to keep this girl you got this for the wedding girl they mm. said tell me what where to start and he walked in here he didn't know what to do because my friends helped me to start putting my place and my life back together shout out to Pam I have to go and throw Mm -hmm. it out there shout out to Pam and Cheryl you know they came over here and and they Mm. was like hey listen where we start hey come on we not gonna look at pictures hey I'm gonna get the wedding albums what box you want me to put this in? We're gonna put this in the garage. They didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. go through, let's go down memory lane. Remember this? I you know, because a friend is to help me pull over the hump when I can't. I need exactly. my stick in the mud as leverage at exactly. this point. I can't continue to be the stick in the mud. Exactly. You know, I love I need that. To use and it just as to leverage. Make a little nod, you know, to the daughter Gracie Pooh. I would say there is quite the spin on that little Gracie Pooh character. When you, I was like, I'm not even going to mention it, but I just want people <laughs> to read this book. And, you know, I want to ask you, um, what do you want people, readers, to get from Dick and the Headache? Because we broke down the characters without giving away a lot of the, I just, I'm telling y'all, I just gave y'all a little bit of tea about the characters in the book because if I tell you everything then there's no point of going to read the book so I'm just giving you just enough to implore you to say hmm I gotta check this out so since what do you want the people to take away from Dick and the Headache because I took away a whole lot from the book okay well I'm gonna turn that question back (laughs) on you but um first Mm -hmm. and foremost it's the first of the series um, Dick and the Headache nice. is going to be a spinoff of mm-hmm. each character because everybody's like I wanted more I wanted more I wanted more I felt like you left me hanging I wanted more um, I am working on a series to break each and every character down okay. by their own individual stories so ah, I'm working, gotcha, I'm gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. to see how they got to Dick and the Headache um and so um, I wanted to take people on a 
a journey. Like I said, this COVID thing has allowed us to really sit down and come to grips with a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that the divorce rates are up during this time and um, I wanted women to walk away knowing yeah it might you thought that your life was perfect but really this season has caused us to take a deep look within ourselves and I'm just cheering women on when they can come from Mm. amongst those masks of perfection and learn to strive, mm. like I said, for excellence. So I wrote Dick in a Headache because, A, <laughs> sometimes it's all it is. You know, we put so much yes, energy and effort mm-hmm. into this and fight and tears. I, every time I think about, like, my mm-hmm. life, like, what, okay, what is going on? Dick in a Headache. You know, the tears, Dick in a Headache. Me arguing with this girl on Dick in a Headache. You know, me wanting to, like, it all boiled down and, and we just really like take all of those layers off and start right. saying what am right. I really doing this for it, it, it was a dick that caused me a headache in the long run <laughs> dick that caused and instead of just work on that hard net hustle you know what I'm saying work on that hard net hustle but you know and so I just wanted to give light to just a subject mm-hmm. that we kind of like keep taboo we 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 elevate we that woman that perfect woman when she is just as normal mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. all i like of us well i would say this before so I what was your takeaway take i liked how you spent the end of it when um kelly shed basically the mask the mask off and stepped into who she truly is as a woman i said that is the place that we all need to be after dick and the headache it's like our power honoring who we truly are and allowing you know ourselves to be free in in who we are as women because a lot of time we try to be who people want to try like you said it's like she's trying to be this perfect whatever but really you start living when you step in just into being who you are as a woman and just allowing that to be your narrative you who know you are. do not allow yeah. people to paint the narrative for you Paint your own yes. narrative, even if you have to continue to rewrite the narrative. It's true paint to who you own, are. And paint your own true narrative, right? Because we mm-hmm. all create these lives that we dream of, right? Um, and so it allows you yes. to step into your narrative authentically, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's where I am in my own personal life. Um, I'm stepping into this, you know, this space. Yeah. Of, this is who the fuck I am. I am Charlie Marcole. You can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing with you. I don't have to argue with you. I do not argue with people that can't even put <laughs> two, you know, a subject and a predicate together. Right. Let alone, you know, like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And so when you walk into it this is. authentic space, it is mm-hmm. so freeing. It is freedom in that. And so at the end, what I was showing is mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay to start again. It, it basically, because what I really took away freedom from the book. I'm like new I see my I see Nia. I resonate with Nia because I do have a lot of male friends. And Nia was just kind of straight up with her about certain, I would say certain parts of Nia. Like everything Nia was on, I was like, nah, because I don't I don't sure dick. But um, you know, with Ellery, you know, I'm a true blue friend to a lot of, of homegirls of mine. I've been 
the girl, you know, looking up. I've been the girl that that roll with my partner, roll with my bestie one time to go pull up on one of her dudes. You know, I'm just I'm down home with that. And Kelly James, you know, just the feeling of marriage point of view, but trying to have a perfect relationship and all of that. I, I've been in this space in my life. So I resonated with all of the characters. And I've even dated a few Richards, but for me, I took away like what I said about painting your own narrative and being, you know, true to who you are and also holding yourself accountable for when you're the villain in your own story. When you, when you recognize where you show up in your life in certain places, it's like, oh, okay. I didn't have to go this direction, but I did and what you learned from it. So I appreciated Dick and the Headache for various reasons. I took a lot of little nuggets from the book and I, I can't wait to see how these characters uh, develop, especially Richard. I want to really get into like, who are you? Okay, <laughs> because we, we got to kind of, you know, who are you? Everybody want to know yeah. who Richard is, but here's the killer thing: oh, you know Richard. You, you know what I'm saying? You all, oh, you know Richard. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. like, where is Richard's storyline coming from? You know, my mentor read it, and she was like, "I, yeah. I, I was wanting more," and I was like, mm -hmm. "Just, just wait. It's, 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 it's a reason why I was." you know, thinking differently. And, and listen, that was outside of mm -hmm. the box for me. I'm usually not a fictitious writer. I am more of okay. a self-help mm -hmm. self um, guru, right, when it comes to works. But I am really starting to dabble and put my feet yeah, in the waters is. of fiction. But there's a lot of truth in fiction, you know. And so, I, you know, I'm just, I'm loving it because it allows, I am mm -hmm. a creative in my own way and so yeah, it allows yeah. me to just mm -hmm. go there it allows me to go there nothing is off limits mm. you know because I was thinking could I make this plot even juicier how can I make this plot even juicier you know yeah. but I think when we go on these individual journeys people will actually get us to in and say ah Yes, and Ellery we don't know her background she's just in the a world. best friend in the book I know she has her own story and you told me some things, you know, as you, we talked about the dick and the headache, how you're going to develop Ellery's story. So I'm looking forward to this series and, you know, prayerfully uh, Hollywood will pick it up and it'll be a Netflix series, Amazon Prime, or somebody, you know, HBO Max, one of these people, you know, Tyler Perry, somebody. Come on, like, put it in oh, existence. To, put it in existence, We need to put bring it in this existence, as a series Lord. or whatever, because this is better than a lot of shit that's actually on um, TV that we watch. So I'm speaking into existence for you. And I just, I keep saying this, but Listen. please y'all go get the book. It is a great read. It's a quick read, you know, for people who don't like to read long books. And it is so many, so many things that I did not say so that you will go read the book and pick up the different nuggets and things really about what happened in Dick and the Headache. It's some real shit that went down. Well, that's it for me this week. I'm off to be productive in some area of my life. This interview has inspired me so, and I pray that you are going to spring forward into your purpose as well. Until next week, 
Be a contagious influence everywhere you go because confluence is a lifestyle. Smoochest confluencers. Oh yeah, don't forget to purchase your copy of Dick and a Headache on Amazon. Peace out.